Welcome back to episode 17, I believe, of the New York Sports Is Our Better podcast. Uh, Big Diesel here. I, I don't even know what we even call you anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more of like a Hillcrest with a slash of uh, King Live Bets and a slash of <laughs> uh, Man and a slash of Mance. All right, we got Mance, Hillcrest, slash King Live Bet. You guys know him as all those three. Uh, good to have him. Uh, what, what about our What about our special guest today? So we do have we have two guests today. <laughs> uh, we interviewed Bobby Skinner of the Talking Giants podcast. Great interview. It's going to come up. Great right interview. Yes. Great uh, guy. Great guy. Hell of a podcast. Great stuff. Great content. Go check him out. Uh, Talking Giants podcast and Bobby Skinner on Twitter. But we do have another special guest. A guy that reached out to me and really made is making a huge difference. Uh, ever, change, ever change, since, changing our lives. Yeah, changing our lives. Um, he really he really turned it around for us. Uh, he invested in us after he saw that we didn't have enough money to get Liv Coward on the podcast, and he 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 DM'd me. He said, "Listen, I want this to happen again. Um, I just won the lottery, and I'm willing to." I'm willing to help you out funds wise. So I, I, I engaged, engaged in talks with him. Great guy. Great, great things. He's also a huge Knicks fan. He's had season tickets. He sits courtside. He's like the, he's good. He's like the new Spike Lee. Uh, Albert Brenneman. Uh, this is a great guy. Uh, Albert, great to have you on. Uh, what do you, what do you, uh, what are you, what's up? What are you up to? What house are you in? Uh, what are, what are the purchases you're making? Uh, just with all the, I'm sure all of our fans would love to hear. Everything's going well, guys. But um, I'm currently in Barbados on the beach right now. Did we get, think we no. can get a view or nah? No, nah. No, I, we no. have to keep keep you have to keep your identity a secret. Yes, angel investors must. Um. I'm on the beach in Barbados right now. I recently found the love of my life two days ago after winning the lottery. But do you think do you think that's why you found her? No. Is she a gold digger? We I I brought this to light on Twitter earlier today. I'm starting to believe that she's only into me for the money. Okay. Well make, make sure you hit her with the prenup. Yes, I mean, speaking of people that are only in for it for the money, um, Liv Coward, the reason I know you, mm. because oh, you reached sure. out you reached out after that whole debacle happened. So I guess I'll hop into it now. So basically, if you guys have been living under a rock for the past week, uh, I engaged in some, I wouldn't say drama. I mean, at first it was very uh, lighthearted. Um, I mean, I was simping over her. I said that yes. she was my universe. Uh, and then, I mean, she was uh, kind of a situation where just dying and desperate for her attention. And she responded. She responded on Twitter. She said, don't put this pressure on me. So what did I do? Uh, I naturally put pressure on her to come on the podcast. And Hard. Hard pressure. No, no, it was not going to be an answer. No. And... The rest of you guys also put a lot of pressure on her. It was awesome to see. But I, I, I emailed her business team, which was in her bio. We, we got into talks. 
and basically they were they were saying what's your budget and before albert we didn't have a budget we were just a small podcast trying to make it big and we really didn't have any viral hits yet so i said i mean we have a flexible budget because i mean i'm also a dumbass and i've never dealt with a business situation like this so i said we have a flexible budget which we don't we have no budget um, I mean, we have not, a not anymore, tight budget. Not good, good call, though. I mean, I mean, we had the bluff. You yeah, know? we bluffed. We're but not, then, we're... when they asked for a realistic price, I said a hundred bucks. And I mean, one Benjamin. Yeah, it was one Benji for fifteen one, minutes. One Benji. It was one Benji for fifteen Liv's, minutes. Liv's got to get off her high horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh. So that wasn't the end of the talks. I said, a hundred bucks. They go, we need a much higher price point. I said, okay, I don't think that's going to work for us. So like, I guess whatever. And then I tweeted out that she was in it for the money. Uh, she tweeted, I think she subtweeted us. Well, subtweeted me. Possible, possible it's also a gold very, 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 very big, big assumption that. Uh... Big assumption, but we must assume. We must assume that she subtweeted me and the followers who were, ve- who were mean to her. And she said, shut up pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I quote, t- I quote tweeted that with just a GIF, Calvin Cambridge walking up the court. doing. Well, where does she, where does, my face where does Liv Coward live? Liv Coward is uh, in between LA and Vegas. Or, of course. If she, if she can't take a little hate from the New York sports or better fan base and Maybe she shouldn't be. And it's all end. it's all fake hate too. Like it's. Is it though? I no, mean, uh, kind of. Uh, or we don't want to ruin the until, I mean, we're still in talks. Maybe I mean, she wants. She actually wants to come on. I think she does. I think. I think she, I think she would have a fun time on this podcast. I, I also so do. But I, also, I, I think two grand spit in our face a little bit. It's not I like mean, she's not getting exposure. Two, I mean, how yeah, many people really know about Liv Coward besides your your fan base? Obviously, knows you simp over her. Well, but she she does have one hundred and fifty thousand followers. We could get her about fifty more, though. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> could get her yeah, like a could. decent amount more, but I don't know. So I basically stopped responding after that tweet. Just absolutely shut her up with a gif of the Calvin Cambridge with my face on him. Genius, got a lot of likes, a lot of love, and then Thursday, I believe, I get a call. From no color ID, don't know why I picked it up. And pick it up. I go, hello? Goes, hey, it's Chris. And then I thought maybe it was my buddy that plays the cross, uh, Chris Brown. Like, Chris, why are you calling me a no color ID? And he goes, oh, this is Chris from Liv Coward's business team. Sorry about the no color ID. I don't want people to have my number. <laughs> I go, uh, this guy okay. think he is. Yeah, I was like, okay, man. Hey, cool, it's Chris. Cool. And basically, he's just he's he's like, I saw a couple of your tweets, saw a couple of your uh, like fans' tweets about Liv. Just wants you to know, it's not about the money for her. It's never been about the money. Blah 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 blah. Don't yeah. want to bore you with it, but this guy basically said that. If she came on our podcast, there was a potential problem with her dealing with other brands because they wouldn't respect our podcast. Huh. So. It became personal with me. 
this guy, this guy, this guy was laughs, bro. He starts talking, whatever, and then he brings up like parents' expectations. I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Liv doesn't want to be, doesn't want to do what dad does, does not really into the podcasting. I'm like, listen, we're not asking her to be on the podcast. Like we're not hiring, trying to hire her to be a host. We're not asking you to hate Baker Mayfield. Yeah. You know? we're, we're asking you to come on, answer a couple of questions about what the hell you do and how do you have so many followers? Cause it's, it's a mystery. You just magically became famous overnight. That's an interesting topic. I would love to sit down and talk to her. But this guy starts talking like, oh, Liv doesn't want to do what her parents do. Like, it's the same thing with you. Like, probably your parents probably wanted you to go up and like, like get a, like a business job, blah, blah, blah. Like, now you're trying podcasting. And that's when I drew the line. I was like, trying? What do you mean, bro? I'm doing. I got the number one <laughs> podcast in this tri-state. Keep I'm not numbers, trying bro. no more. I was trying back in May. Yeah, I don't know why. Shirts, bro. Yeah, I don't know why he's talking like that. Yeah, he's talking crazy, and then, I mean, good guy though. Good guy. He started talking with the masters. I'm sure he was. Yeah, he was a good guy. Just a good conversation. Uh, definitely not out of the picture though. Love, love coward. Um, just wish he were to kind of forget about the money, brand deals, whatever. Sit down, talk to, talk to a couple guys. So, and I think she'll regret that because we did go viral. We went viral yes. today. Today. Today went big time viral. 77,000 views viral. So we can basically say that we're experts at going viral now. Of course. But the thing about going viral, I'm sorry, Albert, but the thing about going viral is the next video has to be better than the last. That's true. And that's what we're, I mean, that's what we strive for every day though. We wake up, we want to, we want to be better than our past self. Yes. So, I mean, we're also, we're great with, 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 with TikTok, with Twitter. I mean, we're, we're going viral almost every day now. So, I mean, only big things coming. If, if you guys ever need help trying to become viral, shoot us a DM. We, we're basically the, like the sway house at this point, but way cooler. And we have uh, way less money. But. Oh, all right. So we hit 78. So 78,000. There's seventy thousand views. That's huge. So we're ma- we're we're masters of the of the vi- of the viral uh, of the viral scene. What else happened this week? DeAndre Baker released from prison. Uh, no longer a New York Giant, obviously, but just picked up by the Chiefs. Good for him. Honestly, he got out of jail. Got to the start new. Wish nothing but the back uh, the best for him. But honestly, one of the worst cornerbacks. I've ever seen. And shit hit the shit really hit the fan. Yeah, I mean, he, he seemed like he had zero idea what the defensive scheme was. Just no understanding yeah. there. Didn't want to learn. So, yeah. I mean, good luck to him for the, with the rest of his life. He got a new new shot. It kind oh. of sucked to see, but I mean, yeah. he's he's out of prison, out of jail, I should good say, for him. And, and definitely home free. If hopefully, he stays out of those situations. I've never really gotten the uh, oh, he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like he he put himself in that wrong place. So he definitely deserved a, uh, a punishment there. The big, big, big news. The New York Knicks have a draft tomorrow. So um, Albert, Knicks insider. Knicks insider, are, Albert. Who do the Knicks pick at eight if LaMelo Ball falls? 
So, LaMelo Ball will not fall. Scrunches would love that. It's just impossible. Is that what you're hearing inside? But there is. I've heard things about us trading up, but we have. What does Dolan have to say about it? Dolan's a bozo. He knows nothing. But you gotta watch. You gotta watch your mouth. He may kick you out of the arena when you're sitting courtside. Sure, he might. There's a guy named Killian Hayes. I'm not big on on European players, but he's a lefty point guard from France. Is he? Oh, let's go to France again, huh? Yeah. Last one worked out. Yeah, stop. Frank the Tank. I mean, um, what a horrible, what a horrible pick that draft too. Like they yeah. missed that on Donovan, yeah. Donovan Mitchell. So, um, hopefully, I'm, I'm. That's not, the thing. Like, when yeah. are the Knicks gonna get, have a sure thing? I'm definitely out on that's on international thing. guys. They've done nothing but disappoint us, with from Porzingis to Frank the Tank, fucking Andrea Bargnani. Like, no, no matter how many international guys come our way. It's just always a disappointment. It's but it seems like we're, if we were to take Cole Anthony, we'd be reaching. So, yeah, Nick's on tomorrow with the draft. We got the Giants in a bye week, which is big. Are you going live for the draft? I'll go live for the draft. I think, I think we can all go live for the draft. I think that would be fun. Just got a text from Roder. What do you say? Get him on. He just said, yo. <laughs> yo. Get him on the pod. This is right out. This is right after I texted him. You think you can throw me a retweet on my Daniel Jones song? Try to go viral. He didn't respond. But yeah, we have a great, great interview with Bobby Skinner. I think it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, I think you guys will love it. Uh, we're also introducing a new person to the podcast. Uh, his name is the Hammer. Hammer time. He's a sports handicapper. You guys know what a sports handicapper is. It is a an account that ha- kind of helps you decide which bets you want to. Uh, I have a great guy as well. Yeah, they they help. Yeah, uh, I also have a great guy. Everyone's got a great guy. Uh, but this is our guy. This is going to be our guy. It's going to be New York sports guys. He is he's great guy. He's fucking old as hell. He's a he's a fucking fossil. He's like thirty something. So. I think it'll be a, a weird dynamic to have around just because we're so much younger than him and the generational gap is wild. Uh, I think of that, I think you guys will love him. I've talked to him before. Hammer's a great guy. You guys are going to love him. And um, he'll Hammer be, time, baby. Yeah, he'll be popping on for Hammer time, which is going to be his segment. Um, you guys want to do a draft right now? All right, so we're going to go back to our roots here. We're going we're gonna to do the segment, Who's There's Better?, I know you guys are big fans of it. We'll put out a, a poll tomorrow, uh, and we'll see who wins this thing. Um, Albert, since you are our very special guest, um, how about you kick this one off? Let us know. This is going to be a who deserves better of TV shows. So I took a lot of thought into this, and I pick Winston from New Girl. Only because Winston is a man who's been looking for love, and – now he's recently gotten the cats. And I thought it was a cat guy myself, honestly. But no, until I – so this is the way I think of it. I won the lottery not two days ago with all the money I have, but the day that I met the love of my life. Was it also two days ago that you met this, this chick? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll leave that as it is. Um, it's the love of my life. 
the love of your life. So not the day, not so it's not about the money. It's about the fact that you found the love of your life. Absolutely, and I just want Winston to find Albert. that love. Winston that from New York is a good night. pick. I mean, I think it's also a good pick because he is a very underrated character in that show. Nick and Schmick get a lot of the attention. But Winston, without Winston, that show is not as good as it is. I think Coach is not a great character in that show. And I think I Winston like really – yeah, Winston really filled that void perfectly. So I think, I think he deserves a lot of the credit for that show as well. Uh, that guy's also a huge basketball fan in real life. So good pick. Appreciate it. Hellcrest, King Alive bet. My who deserves better of TV shows. I have two. My OG one is Cricket from It's Always Sunny. Um, yeah. You want to sure. talk about someone who's been kicked around. This guy has slept in the street. Um, he went from his, a priest to sleep uh, in the street. Yes, he did. They ruined his life. Um, tried hunting him at one point. Set him on fire. Um, yeah. So him and um, who deserves better? My second one, I'll let you do your first one first. Then we can get back to the second one. Uh, my who deserves better this week um, as a house and as friends, we've been kind of watching the Jersey shore and I mean, fully watched two seasons. We're now in season three in Italy and four. Four. season four in Italy. And so three full seasons. Well, wow, we have nothing but time on our hands. Um, season four in Italy. And we just watched the episode where, you know, Ronnie freaks out. Um, he says Mike's been interfering with his relationship and you know Mike Mike got Mike had enough he, he said I, I'm not interfering with your, really, with your relationship he then proceeded to say come on hit me fight me and when he decided to uh, pump himself up he he chose the action of, of running into a wall and banging his head against a cement wall knocking himself out <laughs> So his reason was that he wanted to get the pain out of the way. Exactly. Which if you think about it, is not the dumbest thing he's ever said. No, it's not. Ronnie's freaking ripped up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean him just banging banging his head against the cement wall and knocking himself out, giving him concussion a concussion and brain trauma, and then ending up in the neck brace was one of the funniest scenes in all of television. And I think he deserves better because he didn't deserve to be in the uh, in the crossfire there between Ron uh, and Sam. Between Ronnie and Sam, of uh, two all. toxic people that just can't figure it out. And when Mike, the situation, he's got it all figured out at all times. He's going out. He's, he's in a situation it. at in every, yeah, every yeah. <laughs> he's he's gym tan laundry. Go to the club, get ass, and then it's repeat for him. So I think Mike, the situation deserves better at this at this point in the Jersey Shore. Uh, really, honestly, really carried that show. Uh, I think he's the best character. Oh uh, man, so you got a second one? We'll, we'll throw it in as a bonus. Uh, I was gonna also pick a Jersey Shore, but I'm on my um, my Twitter feed, and well, this kid I went to high school with is now day six of tweeting at Riley Reed until she responds to him. Des. Dash Joe too. No way. King King Dash. No way. Yeah. So I I will. Oh, I really don't want to put anything on it, but there's a zero percent chance she answers him. 
I pray she doesn't. And she <laughs> likes boys with a pretty penis. I thought it said pretty small penis, so I got excited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Joking. I'm joking. Do you think uh, Liv Coward likes PSPs? Pretty small penises. <laughs> You think Liv Cow got the new PSP five? <laughs> that wraps up episode seventeen. Episode seventeen, yeah. Uh, right. Can't wait till we reach twenty. That'll be fun. Uh, great episode your way. I mean, almost a year. Almost a year. Diesel, thank you for having me on. Um, I'll be on plenty more now. Now that I was, I'm. I was just about to uh, thank you, Albert. Uh, not just for your money, for your presence, your guidance, and everything in between. You've been nothing short of amazing. Um, incredibly grateful of you damning me and entering my life and us starting this relationship. And I just really appreciate everything you've done for us. I think Hillcrest can say the same thing. Uh, you, you put the angel. You put the angel in angel investor. So, just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate that, Dan. And this will be a great partnership moving forward for sure. Right. Appreciate, I love appreciate. you. I love you, buddy. I love, I love you, New you. York. I love you too, Cookie Monster. Yeah, we love you, New York. Love you, New, love York. You, New Peace York. York. Peace out, New York. Stay right. hungry. Interview. Stay hungry. Stay thirsty. Stay not sleeping. Bye, New York. Yeah, we love you, New York. Uh, interview with Bobby Scare up next. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, we are here again with another interview, this time with Bobby Skinner of the Talking Giants podcast. Um, great podcast. Uh, if they said uh, Giant Insider, I would have been okay. Yeah, Giants Insider. Giant. Giant Insider. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's great to have you on. Uh, very excited for this interview. I've been following you guys for a while. I've been following you for a while. Um, so just first question, like, What's what's your story? Like how how did you get into podcasting, doing these breakdowns? Um, just like your kind of your story to getting to where you are now with Talking Giants. It's cool, man. It's just kind of like stumbled into it. Like it started with, you know, like a lot of stuff. Like me, you know, like what you guys do. Me and a friend doing it. Like we did a sports podcast, and I would grind like crazy to get interviews, to interview players, and and stuff like that. And then I realized like I'm not like the national audience. It's just too hard to get starting from nothing. So then started the Giants podcast and then uh, hooked up with John Boy um, and joined them. Was still, you know, and that's when they weren't, they, they hadn't blown up yet. You know, like John Boy had like 12,000 followers at the time, which is good. You know, more, not, I'm not throwing shade at it, but it's like <laughs> compared to like the 300,000 he has now, it's a whole different level. Um, and then we did like a little, like, like we'd post clips of like college players in the draft. And then honestly, when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones, it really changed stuff for us. I was like, I'm so sick of everyone talking about this guy. And nobody's showing me. So we, I just started breaking down film. You know, I played um, college ball. So I had like a, I'm not like an expert, but I have a decent grasp of the game. And that started growing our audience and getting more listeners and listeners. And, and then realized like, hey, people like the film breakdowns. And I've went from, you know, using my, you know, Apple headphones where you could barely hear them to now, you know, trying to produce them and all that good stuff and doing YouTube. So long story short, man, it's just been kind of, slowly but sure like oh let's add this get better at this and and the biggest thing obviously is just kind of grinding at it so you did mention your uh, relationship with john boy uh obviously we're at new york sports podcast so we cover everything uh, and he kind of blew kind of blew up 
um what is like that relationship like do you guys like because i know that's john boy media and you guys are a part of that just like the whole talking uh podcast uh what is like your relationship with john boy and and like how did that start well it started like i was saying we me and my buddy did the sports podcast and when the yankees were in the playoffs the year they got um beat in the alds by the red sox we you know like i said i was trying to get interviews i wanted the yankee interview I just DM'd, I DM'd them in Bronx pinstripes and being like, hey, could we get you on for 15 minutes to talk about the Yankee game? Ended up talking with Jake, kept the relationship there, um, and, you know, talked with them again during spring training that next year. And then we linked up and talked and like, hey, like, this is my vision for this. And they, they saw what we, you know, what I was looking at. So now I am a, a full-time employee, which is weird. I've been, you know, working outside, blue collar my whole life now sitting behind a computer which is weird <laughs> um what i do like is john boy media is obviously it's, it's a base it is a baseball company everything's baseball but what i like about talking giants is one we're leading like we are the football portion of it but i also think we're the most self-sufficient of the company which i think adds them different than something where it's like like all their baseball content if they lose john boy it's like you know it's still there but what I like about us is like we're trying to grow our own thing and grow the giant stuff and the football stuff. So I talk with John Boy here and there, um, and you know, and uh, you know, they've got, we've we've got a good relationship. We argue every once in a while, but for the most part, we're good. So um, I'm a Jeff fan, as you might not know, but so I'm not very familiar with a lot of the stuff the Giants talk about. But Chris, I do I, watch I, your... Before I want to interrupt you, I like all the jerseys of players that leave. The, Actually, yeah. no, Barkley's still there. For some reason, I assumed that I was over there. Yeah, but, you know, it's just a, a list of people that deserve better. <laughs> oh, Haskins, who is that? That's, our, that's, 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 our, a, that's one of my buddies that uh, plays uh, offensive line at Virginia. You just had Okay, I saw the Kins and the Zero. I thought that was a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. Nah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. But, honestly, I, I'm, I have nothing but respect for Jamal Adams now, too, because he stinks, and we got two picks out of it. But Yeah, that uh, was one of those ones where I think – like, with the Giants, the Odell trade, like, a lot of people were mad at first, obviously, but then, like, the more you think about it, the more stuff happens. Like, I think we kind of won that. Where with yeah. Adams, I saw most Jets fans being like, finally, get out of here. Mm -hmm. Now we got all these picks. I, it seemed like most Jets fans were happy about it. I don't know if you know license plate guy, but I asked him the same question. We had him on, and I asked him if he thought uh, the Giants ended up winning the trade after Odell went out with the ACL, and he said, fuck no. So... Yeah. It's it really honestly depends. I mean, you obviously can't predict a player gonna get hurt that extremely, but at the end of the day, picks are picks. Yeah. And players are replaceable. Yeah, especially um, a safety. I like Adams too, but he was yeah. one of those people where it's like it just he was forcing his way out. So it's like mm -hmm. you can't get mad at the Jets when the guy literally forced his way out and wasn't gonna, you know, cooperate for anything. He exactly. I mean he seemed like a pain in the ass to me from yeah. the outside looking in. But it was just one of those – it was one of those players. Like, for the Jets, um, the Giants had Odell. And it was like – and for me, watching that as a Jets fan, it's like, wow, that's like – that's a dog. Like, LSU, like, making plays all over the field. And then he, he has the attitude, too. Jamal Adams was really the first Jet I've ever felt, like, had that type of swagger and attitude. So that's why I fell in love with him as a player. But now – like towards the end of it, just got old really quickly, which I assume was the same with Odell. Yeah, I mean with Adams, like he's an awesome player. It's like, mm -hmm. which is funny because 
Giants and Jets fans don't argue as much right now because we're both pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But last year it'd be like, you know, Jones did this, and then it'd be the video of Jamal Adams strip sacking Jones. I mean, Adams is a good player, but – and I I think it's similar with you guys. Like, Odell had little stuff here, the kicking net. Like, people try to act like the kicking net was the reason he was let go. He was let go he, – he was traded because he went on ESPN yeah. right after a contract extension without telling the team and bashed the head coach four games into his, his tenure and, like, the – the greatest player in franchise history, Eli Manning, and just surprised them with that on Sunday morning. That's why he was moved, not because of a kicking net. That yeah. just made everything else worse. And then the next, the same week, he's walking off of the, you know, the field before the half's over against the Eagles. So people like to act like, oh, they they got rid of him because of uh, a kicking net. It's like the kicking net has nothing to do with why they moved on. And they got – like you, like the Jets got some good stuff in return. Going into uh, your offensive lineman breakdowns, obviously, offensive the offensive line and and highlights and film of offensive linemen not very exciting. But you somehow you somehow make it exciting. You make it interesting to watch, fun to watch. People really look forward to that every week. Uh, why why so much emphasis on the offensive line? Is there like do you have like a you said you played college ball? Were you a like did you play offensive line? Is that why you kind of focus more on that? Yeah, that's I mean that's basically it. Is you know I played college offensive line, played tackle, and it's just it's the position I'm the most comfortable talking about play in play out. Where it's like I'll do some Daniel Jones stuff, but it's like I don't really know like the I don't know like a quarterback's technique and footwork. I'm more like I could look at the reads are and what the coverages are and his decision making. But I'm never going to tell you, talk to you about a quarterback's footwork. I don't know anything. Where the offensive line, I can get nerdy into like, okay, Thomas isn't just getting beat inside. This is why he's getting beat inside. And like you said, I don't know how people are interested in it. Like I, <laughs> if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't watch it either. I, I don't know how people get interested in it, but uh, apparently they do. I guess I guess it's just a rabid fan base of the Giants and and, well, and NFL fans in general. Well, going off that, I kind of, I would def. I've been watching Mackay Becton offensive lineman highlights is kind of the one bright spot so I mean line may be boring but it it is good to know where they're at and how they're developing week to week because with a guy like Andrew Thomas and Makai Becton you think they're going to be your franchise guy so even if they're not great first year if they're developing every week and I'll I'll say I, I do a video comparing him those two and Wills every week, just because, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good way to branch out a little bit too. Becton is the most fun offensive lineman I've ever watched in my entire life. I'm, it I'm sucks that he's hurt because it's – like, he just bams dudes. Like, he's, he doesn't, it looks, he it looks like he's playing against high school kids, the way he just throws people around. Um, and, like, it's not like he's just having highlight plays and then he's getting beat for sacks mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, he hasn't yeah. been perfect. But uh, I was – I had him third before the draft, and – Without uh, considering injuries, right now I have him as the number one out of all those guys. Who was who was the top two you had before the draft? Tom, I had uh, Thomas. My order was Thomas, Wills, Becton, and Worfs, and I felt yeah. good when that's how the draft went. It made me feel smart. Yeah. <laughs> after a little over half of a season, I would go, I would go just by their seasons. I would go Becton, Wills, and then Thomas. I, I haven't watched Worfs. Um, yeah, he's but Thomas. Kinda, he's been right. Wills has just been consistent. Where Thomas has had some really awesome games and he's better than the run game, but there was like a stretch where Thomas was just horrible. But I think I think a a, a reason why those videos do so well is just because the Giants' offensive line has been a problem for many years now. Uh, now they're kind of starting to figure it out, and they've they've won two straight. 
what have you seen uh, from the Giants that has allowed them to capitalize? Uh, is it a, an improvement with the offensive line? Is it improved play from Daniel Jones? Like, what's the what's one thing that sticks out that is like a key to them like putting a string of win, uh, wins together? Well, f- first the defense with Patrick Graham. Like, I, I I'm a Patrick Graham stand after you know ten games. I he just does different stuff week to week. He takes he week takes chances. But he's also not, like, getting burnt every play either, you know. So, I think the defense really is the biggest thing. On the offense, since they've gotten better, Jason Garrett's gotten better. Like, even – and I know, like, the pass game gets brought up, and and I still think the pass game is kind of vanilla. Uh, but the run game. Like, the run game the first few weeks, it was like a high school run game. Like, it was just, like, you know, power O, zone read, and, and you know, like a, a trap play. And lately it's been, like, it's been what – has made like Cliff Kingsbury and some younger coaches good. Like, like I think a lot of things that I I realized last year is those guys are way more creative with the run game and Kyle Shanahan than they are on the pass game. Um, so it's, that's been good as you know the run game being consistent and Jones people starting to respect his legs, which you know takes out one less defender. Um, and then the last two weeks in particular, Jones just being smart with the ball. Um, and I I like that Jones is ballsy. I don't want him to take that away. But that Tampa game was like the lowest moment I've I've had, like watching him. Where I was like, I, like, what is this, dude? Like, I get taking chances, but this just doesn't make any sense. I think that that Tampa game was crazy, just because I mean, Daniel Jones played the worst game of his career by far, and they still only lost that game by two points, yeah. which is which is something <laughs> that is like so hopeful, and I think it's it's sort of the season it's. I don't know if it's false hope. I don't know if it's real hope because they're, they're losing close games. They're playing They're in every game. Do you think it's false hope? Like, do you think these past two wins, like, yeah, they have two wins, but they were against the Redskins and the Eagles in the NFC East. Like, is there any hope for the playoffs? For the playoffs, we'd have to win some surprise games. Um, and even then it's like, you know, what if we get in at like seven, nine or something, but I'll say it's not false hope for like going forward where I like Jones. Like, I know people get get after me, but I like Jones. I've, I always have. Um, and then the offensive line seems to be getting better. And then the defense, like the people they added, Bradbury, Martinez, those guys have been beasts. And if they're able to keep Patrick Graham around, I mean, they're, they should only get better. Like, the, I mean, who are we going to lose this year? Tate, maybe Zeitler, which would hurt more than people realize. Um, and then I guess you could say either Dalvin or Leonard Williams go. But if you're getting rid of one of those guys, it means you're bringing in another big free agent, like a – you know, Allen Robinson or, or Galladay or somebody. So I think going forward, there's not false hope. But for this season, I mean, I'm on the train. I'm ready to do it. But <laughs> uh, I like, I'm not, I'm not like, I haven't set my hopes on like playoffs or bust. I feel like it's just been the after the past two wins, that's all I've been saying is they're making the playoffs. So oh, I've been saying it too. And I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> it and I'm riding that train until, until we're out. I mean, I was, you know, last year against Green Bay, I was joking about running the table. Um, so don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not aiming for that, but I'm also like, I'm not going to be heartbroken if we miss the playoffs this year. I, I think it might be playoffs or bust just because of how bad the division is. Like next year with Dak back and if, if Wentz isn't the guy anymore, I think the division might get harder and sitting in a spot with three wins next year might not mean as much. No, if I mean, yeah, I agree that if next year you're at this spot with three wins, it's a, it's a failure, um, and I think Gettleman, 
I think for Gettleman, it might be playoffs or bust. You yeah. know, I like got and which well, is that, crazy. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. going seven and nine, saving his job, but that is improvement off over the last couple of years. And I've went back and forth with Gettleman, where earlier in the season I was like, man, at some point we just got to play the results. But I do get the point of like, there's a point of view, and I understand it that if they brought him back. And this last offseason, you're really happy with with the draft. Um, and then the free agencies of Martinez, you know, Bradbury, Fack, like every free agent you brought in, with, you're pretty happy besides maybe like Dion Lewis. Um, it's like, well, why would you fire him after that good offseason? Um, so I go back and forth. But I do I, – I, I would say like, hey, if, if we win five, six games, and then that's four years of like be, being horrible and having the worst record over that span – I do think they'll play the results at some point with Gettleman. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of those things you just go back and forth on Gettleman because, like, there's there's bright spots in the draft and then there's bad spots in the draft, and then the the free agency signing signings this year were incredible with Blake Martinez and Bradbury proving to be the best players on our defense right now. Um, do you, so if the Giants do make the playoffs. Uh, what will they have to do in order to in order to make a run? Like, would it be sticking with that defense of Patrick Graham, or is it just like unheard of play from Daniel Jones? I don't think it even has to be unheard of. Like Jones just being like kind of the way he was versus Philly. We're taking chances at the right times, not you know not dumb chances like the Tampa game. Like like a chance I liked from Daniel Jones was the Steelers game at the beginning of the year when he yeah. throws that interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I get looking back at it, it's like, don't do that. But I was fine. Like, if he doesn't take chances like that, they don't get down the field on that drive. And mm-hmm. there was someone streaking across the – like, if he gets that throw off, it's very possibly a touchdown. So those are the kind of chances I like out of Daniel Jones. Well, I don't like that interception, but I like that mindset where the Tampa game was just brutal. Um, it would have to be Jones, though. It would have to be Jones having, like, a kind of like Eli in his playoff run, where it was like Eli, people were back and forth on him. And then that playoff run was just, you know, he was, you know, damn near perfect. And then obviously the defense, um, you know, to be consistent and, uh, you know, and get get a couple turnovers here and there. We we would probably play Tampa in the first game too, which is crazy to think about. That's that's what I was thinking. Was you get that matchup with with Brady again in the playoffs? Giants versus Brady. I will take it every time. Every I, would, time. I would. That's that's the that's pretty much the only team I would like to play in the playoffs because I don't think they can get by anyone else, but. With that that Bucks game earlier in the year, I think they definitely could. Sorry. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate. It. <laughs> yeah, no man, no problem. Uh, anytime. It's uh, always fun talking about Giants, and I like talking with people who aren't Giants fans though too, because we get so wrapped up in our team yep. and in the backup left guard, and where it's like you just talk to a normal yep. fan base, and I love hearing their opinion on the Giants, whether it's bad or good. It's like okay, you're just. Your normal person who's not watching every second yeah. of every snap. No, I like to I like to voice my opinion to to Danny, but um, I don't like you said I don't really watch enough, so like I'll see a play I don't like, like um, in the again against the Bucks, I saw Bradbury one on one against Mike Evans, and that was when he called it the fade. I was like, what is Bradbury doing one on one with Mike Evans? But yeah, I got guys it. have just been talking about how he's the best player on your team, but the one play I watch, he gets burnt. Yeah, and that's what happens when, you know, like, really, 
And Giants fans do this too, and it aggravates me with every young QB. It's like they watch one Sunday night football game of the guy, and they're like, see, this guy's the greatest quarterback to ever be drafted ever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, he had like a, a game-losing interception the last two weeks. So let's <laughs> relax a little bit. All right, thank you so much, man. Thank Appreciate you for coming it. on, my man. Yeah, thank you guys.